1: Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Got a lot of draft content coming over the next week or so. And we're going to be doing our hindsight redraft. So, of course, we had our draft day at the start of the year. Uh, I did it with a lot of my mates. We go down the South Coast, my favorite uh, weekend of the year. It's sensational. I know the Weekly Rubdown boys, they do theirs online. Uh, We know that Natty, how much he gets into that weekend, it's sensational. And this weekend, I'm going to do or this week, sorry, I'm going to do my hindsight draft with all the information I have right now. So if I was redrafting right now with the rest of the season to come, these are the guys that I would draft. Now, I will just give you a little heads up. I'm going off the original 20 that my competition drafted. There's a couple of rogue fellas that I probably wouldn't have gone in the top 20 there, but I think my competition, it's a 14-man competition, so it's a pretty fair scale of where guys would have gone. Um, No huge rogue ones. There's a a couple of strange ones, but they sort of come in the back end of the top 20. Uh, So you have got to take some punts there anyway. But the way that my that my competition that I play in drafted this year. Number one was James Sedesco, two, Nathan Cleary, three, Cameron Munster, four, Ryan Pappenhausen, five, Cody Walker, six, Kalen Ponga, seven, Damian Cook. Pick number eight was Harry Grant, nine, Angus Crichton, pick ten, AJ Brimson, eleven was Latrell Mitchell, twelve, Tom Travojevic, thirteen, Ryan Madison. At pick fourteen, we have Appy Curacao. At pick fifteen, Clint Gutherson, sixteen, Dally Cherry Evans 17 Scott Drinkwater 18 Tohu Harris 19 Jason Taumalolo, and pick number 20 overall was Adam Reynolds in my competition now the thing you need to keep in mind that obviously when you're doing a top 20 obviously in my competition for example it's a 14 man comp so the last 6 picks they are guys' second picks. Yeah, so you might go a Malolo there or, or someone that's a little bit uh, more consistent, even up with a big player that you got in the first round. It might be a Teddy, it might be a Ponga. So you need to keep that in mind when you look at that 20 list. And the same as I'm doing ours now, yeah, I'm going to pick my 20 best players that I would want to have. If, if I was in a 20-man comp and I had my first picks, this is sort of how it would go. It obviously would be a little bit different different depending on who your first pick was. If you've played draft before, you'll understand you need that balance. But I think right now in our game, you need those those highlight guys. You need those guys that can put out a big score. I was talking to a mate about it yesterday, and we sort of said, look, the safe teams, they just don't win draft competitions anymore. And this is a lesson that I've probably had to learn over a long time. I've always had reasonably safe teams. Um, my my big belief in Supercoach draft has always been, look, if you can score 820, 830, in a draft 14-man league every week, you more than likely will win. That just isn't the reality anymore. I think that's jumped up to about 860 now. You need to be scoring each week. I know that's the reality in my competition. And you need to have one of these headline guys, whether it's Cesco, Nathan Cleary, Tom Teroy, whoever it is, you need to have one of these dudes to compete. So it has changed a lot. And look, from that top 20 that I just read to you that my comp has done, I picked the 20 that I would go for right now if I had to go again. And you've got to remember that none of the the guys on this list have got injuries that have ruled them out for the season. So these are just the changes that have come in based off the form we've seen, the improvement that we've seen, and where guys have gone a little bit backwards. I will give you a heads up. From the 20 that my team, that my competition drafted, I have seven changes. So seven guys that have fallen out of it completely and seven guys that have come in. Most of them do come in the back end of the 20, which is no shock. But also that order... It has shuffled around a lot, so there are a lot of changes to come into it. Let's kick it off with the Guru's number one pick in the hindsight draft. The information we have now, let's go. Pick number one, I would take Nathan Cleary. We've already seen him break the Coach record. He backed it up with another top 10 score of all time. For me, the goal kicking, it is just too much. He's in a team that is scoring You know, seven to ten tries a week at the moment. It is unbelievable. Regardless of their opponent, they're scoring so many tries and this guy he's kicking at about 80 or 90%. He just never looks like missing. He's selfish with the football at times, which is fantastic for Supercoach. If there's a half opportunity, he will back himself to get over the line himself. It is just so dangerous. He scored five tries in two weeks as a halfback. It has been simply unbelievable what Nathan Cleary has done this year and there was always going to be a guy that was going to be big value, a guy that was never going to probably go number one. Uh, We all had James Senesco as number one at the start of the season. I cannot hold that against anyone. And anyone that says Teddy wasn't the overall first pick at the start of this season, you're kidding yourself. You're lying to yourself. Go help yourself. Nathan Cleary, he would be my number one right now. He is the guy that I would most want to have in my competition right now. He is just unbelievable, especially in a captain's league. And that's what I've picked this off. I've picked this off a captain's league as well. So Nathan Cleary in a captain's league definitely has to be number one. And for me, he has to be number one overall. Any Anyway, with the Gurus, number two pick, we've gone for Tom travojevic. Uh The only thing that put Cleary in front of him probably was the injuries, to be honest with you. Um, the injuries, they still worry me. He's been fantastic the last few weeks. But if Tom travojevic goes down that is essentially your Super coach season done and dusted. So I had Cleary number one. Turbo came in at number two for me. If you wanted to go Turbo number one, I could understand it. But the consistency and the safe... The the safe body that Nathan Cleary has, he doesn't miss much football. I had to go him number one. But Turbo, number two, an absolute juggernaut. We've seen him come back off a number of weeks off. We saw him get injured in the preseason as well, which was a huge worry. I mean, the guy's missed out on a lot of a preseason here as well, and he's doing what he's doing. He has been simply unbelievable to kick off this season. Pick number three overall for the Guru in our hindsight draft... I simply had to go with Ryan Pappenhausen, another goal-kicking guy in a team that scores a heap of points. He kicked off this season unbelievably, and it takes me back to my draft day where it was sort of between Pappenhausen and Cody Walker for me, and I made a big mistake. I went Cody Walker. What Ryan Pappenhausen is doing at the moment is simply incredible. The way that the modern rules are played, the way that he pushes through the middle on every single play and the team he's in with the two hookers he's got running around for him, he has just been unbelievable this season. And these three, for me, they are the standout three. Cleary, Turbo, Pappy. I would go them in that order, but I wouldn't be shocked in the slightest if we get to the end of the season and Pappy's going to be the guy that you want. It all comes down to how they go in the finals and Ryan Pappenhausen, he's a guy that can knock out 150 on any given week. We saw him a couple of weeks ago score six-odd tries. I think it was five-odd tries. He was just unbelievable. He did it in about 35 minutes as well. Just a freakish athlete. Such a fantastic footballer. His instincts are unreal and in the team he's in, good God, it is hard to turn down this bloke. The These three, they are the clear big three. You've got two goal kickers and then an absolute freak in Tom Trevojevic. You cannot go past these three, in my opinion. Pick number four of the hindsight draft. We went for James Tedesco. Uh, He was the clear number one to kick off this season. We saw him on the weekend play the Brisbane Broncos, have a bit of a revival there. Uh, Looked pretty good the week before, scored 130. So we're starting to see Teddy come into his own again. But... It still stands out there that this team has changed a lot. This structure has changed a lot. They are playing a lot of their footy around Sam Walker and there is no doubt about it it is hurting James Tedesco. The best thing about Luke Kerry and what he does so well is that he releases the ball so early and he gives so many opportunities to James Tedesco. They're playing a slightly different style of footy. You wouldn't see Luke Kerry throwing these 25 metre passes that you're seeing Sam Walker throw that they're scoring off a lot of the time. So Tedesco, he's missing a lot of points through there but you can see over the last few weeks he is trying to push up again. I I just, I struggled to pick him at number one like he did at the start of the season. It was just such an obvious choice at the start of the season that James Tedesco, he had to be your number one pick overall. But right now, I couldn't do it. I think he is well and truly below these guys. But another guy, if, if you're at four and you get James Tedesco, wow, what a beautiful win for you. Yeah, still a sensational football with still so many super coach points to offer. You could do much, much worse than to get this guy. Uh, the Guru's number five pick... <laughs> We went for Kalem Ponga. Now, hasn't been at his absolute best to kick off this season, no doubt about it. There is a lot more that we need to see out of KP, but we know the ceiling this guy has. And the reason why I've gone for him so high here is because he's got huge upside. He's got Mitchell Pierce to return to this team. It looks like the Newcastle Knights, they're going to be fighting to be in the eight. They won't be able to rest players or anything. He will play throughout the finals. Uh, from memory, he's got a reasonably good draw in the finals as well. But KP just got this rare ability to be able to do stuff that no one else can. Playing on that left edge as well, once they're all fit, he's got Bradman Best out there who's an absolute weapon. I have no doubt that we'll see him lay on a number of tries for Bradman Best as this season goes on. He's injured at the moment um, but it's the upside for him. There's not many guys with his ability getting around in this competition. There's a heap of them that have been above him on draft day today that we're going through but this guy, if you could get him at five I think that'd be really good value for him. You couldn't let him slip any lower. There's guys below him that have got X Factor just like him, but he's just got something different about him, KP. So this is where I would take him at number five. Number six for me... I would have gone with Latrell Mitchell here. Um, Scored 51-odd points the other day against Penrith in a 50-nil drumming. We know that on on a good day, on a good track, which the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they are going to find plenty of this season. He would just be unreal. Uh, He's got this huge attacking upside. He's got the potential to maybe get some goal-kicking down the track if anything happens to Adam Reynolds. But Latrell Mitchell, he's one of these X-Factor guys. He's one of these high-ceiling guys that you could rely on. It's not. I mean, the reality is they've been beaten by 50 twice in the last three weeks. I don't believe they're that sort of a football team. Him. There's a lot of time, there's a lot of teams in this competition, much worse than South Sydney. There's a lot of teams that South Sydney will really give it to. Uh, there's only one Melbourne, there's only one Penrith Panthers. They just happen to have played them twice in the last three weeks. Uh, obviously, these new rules, I'm a little bit worried with the troll. He's not afraid to find a suspension. He is playing fullback, of course, so high tackles and whatnot won't tend to affect him as much, but he has got that aggressive side to him which he needs to keep under control. He's probably the guy out of all these top six that I am a little bit worried about as far as these goes with his aggression, but he's just that sort of footballer that I don't think you can possibly turn down. Pick number seven for me. I went with Cameron Munster. Uh, I would have gone him much earlier at the start of the season. I think I would have had him at three, four, or five, realistically. Uh, he's, You know what? He hasn't really excelled as much as I thought he would to start this season, but once again, doesn't overly surprise me because he is Cameron Munster. He will wait for the big moments to come, for the big stages to arrive, which will be later in the year, but I mean, I think he's averaging like 75 or something at the moment, which is just unreal. All things considered, how far away he is from playing his absolute best footy and he's still averaging this much. It's unbelievable. We weren't 100% sure at the start of the season who was going to goal kick. We still had that floating around. It's obviously gone to Ryan Pappenhausen and you know, whenever this guy does kick Cameron Munster, it seems to make him worse somehow. So probably for the best, he might be uh, losing out on the kicking duties. He's averaging 74 at the moment. He's scored two tries the entire season. I mean, he's ad- averaging 74, and personally, I think he's well below his best at the moment, Cameron Munster. So in the future, there is so much upside in Munster. It's not even funny. He really could be anything moving forward. Pick number eight. We've gone David Fafita, the juggernaut. Now, he has had some unbelievable performances this year. This guy is the first guy that snuck into our top 20 that wasn't in it at the start of the year. Uh, Really impressive considering... He's also snuck into the top 10. He's sitting at number eight on my list right now, which is incredibly impressive. And we know the sort of potential that this guy has. He can break a game open in an absolute instant. I still worry that he has the potential to go missing in games. Uh, I think I'm always going to have that worry for Dave Fafita. And even the games where he scored three tries, they've been unbelievable. Second half, he's only scored a handful of points. So that's the sort of footballer he is. But... You look at his base stats this year. I mean, he's averaging 47 base stats, which is unreal. He's bound to get some attacking stats. He is too big. He's too damaging not to. He's in a better side than he was last year. They tend to play on the front foot, the Gold Coast Titans. They're not one of the top tier sides, but good God, there's a lot of teams underneath them. Um, the Back end of the season, he plays the Newcastle Knights and the New Zealand Warriors the last two games of the season. So if he's a guy you've got grand final week, I think you've done pretty well for yourself there. So as I said, You need these high-ceiling guys to win these competitions. He's an excellent base stack guy. I mean, I think his lowest score this year was 60 points, and that was the first game of the season when he only played 70 minutes, and we said how awful the Gold Coast Titans were. His next worst has been 66. His next worst after that has been 78. I mean, he's tonned up once, twice, three, four times, and he had a 97 in there. So essentially scoring 500s this year, in nine games, he's been unreal, serving a suspension at the moment. He'll be back next week. Then you'll you'll miss him for origin. But after that, he's going to be a guy that you really want to have on your team. He could be absolutely anything at the back end of the season. He's a guy that can score as many attacking stats as some of these halves and five eights, But then you give him an additional 50 base stats. He could be absolutely anything heading into the end of this season. The next man comes in at pick number nine. <laughs> We've gone Tohu Harris. Now, Tohu Harris, an unbelievable footballer, has been for a long time. Uh, You sort of thought eventually this consistency and everything, it's got to take a wear on him. 2021, it's not going to be the year where it takes a, a much load on him. He's averaging 77 minutes, but he's averaging 80 points. Simply unbelievable. Just incredible from this guy. He's an absolute freak of nature. He's averaging 60 base stats a game. If he does nothing else, if there is no attacking stats, nothing you get a 60-point play. It is just huge. And whilst he doesn't have this huge upside in attack, I mean, you're probably not going to get many hundreds out of him. I mean, here we are, the end of round 11. Uh, he scored 100. He's He scored three tries in the games that he scored three... Uh, sorry, in the games he scored tries, he's gone for 104, 96, uh, 72. So... Not not fantastic, but he's a guy that you can just rely on. He's the one guy. He's the first guy I would choose that I can just rely on to score well. Tohu Harris, uh, I've got a lot of time for him. I've got a lot of respect for the way he goes about things. He's more consistent than Fafita, but Fafita's just got that huge attacking upside in him. Also helps, I think, the team that uh, Tohu Harris is in. They always tend to hang in games, but they're always conceding points. They're also always chasing as well. So he's always chasing points, which is a massive play play for him. It's huge. I mean, you look at, here we are, we're halfway through. We're not even halfway through season 2021. Last year, he scored 1,300 points. This year, he's already sitting on 800. So he should smash that out of the park. He's going at 1.04 points per minute at the moment. Simply incredible. Uh, I think he's playing 80 minutes just about every week. Occasionally, he's had a few rests here. But I think you can count him into being an 80 minute player most weeks. He has been simply unbelievable, Tohu Harris. He's the guy that we would take at number nine. Pick number 10 in the Guru's draft. <laughs> This one hurt me a little bit, but we've gone for Cody Walker. Now, we took him in pick five in our Supercoast draft. Thought we got an absolute bargain there. He has been disappointing to kick off this season. When I say disappointing, he's averaging 67. Uh, Not too bad, but the reality is he needs to score tries just to get to this 67. Whereas last year... Mate, he used to score no tries and score 60. Yeah, he used to lay on three or four. At the moment, the game just isn't quite suited to Cody Walker as far as super coach goes. He's one of those players, he's doing really good on the field, but it's not quite translating to the points you want to see, especially for a guy that I took pick five. Now, you've got to remember in my draft, I had the choice of where I wanted to pick. I had the second overall pick. So the first guy took number one. He took Teddy. I think that was a bit of a no-brainer. I sort of went number five thinking, look, I'll either get Walker pappenhausen or munster i would be happy with any of those three in hindsight definitely should have gone for pappy should have taken pick number well in hindsight should have gone number two taken cleary but i wanted one of those three and i thought you know what i can get enough value out of cody walker and get a few picks earlier on the way back i think i tried to outthink the room a little bit should have just gone for pappy but cody walker here at pick number 10 uh five spots below where i had him last year and look Just off the stats, you probably don't even have him this high. For me, I do, because I still believe the South Sydney Rabbitohs and Cody Walker are going to play their best football at the end of the year. You can tell me... No team's ever won after losing by 50. You can tell me no team's ever done it losing by 50 twice. Whatever, that's fine. I know at the back end of this season, Wayne Bennett is going to have this team fit and firing, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what Cody Walker can produce. I'm really confident that he can pull something special out at the back end of this season. So, Cody Walker, he would come in at pick number 10 for me on the hindsight draft. Number 11 in our hindsight supercoach draft, the Guru takes... Clint Gutherson. Uh, this is a guy that I think he's been unreal this season, a guy that I've been a little bit critical of in the past, but Supercoach-wise, he's been unreal. Uh, averaging 82 points, a season low of 32 points against the Melbourne Storm. Uh, normally, that's sort of the exception. You look outside of that game, next lowest was 47 against the Sydney Roosters. Uh, played the Manly Seagulls on the weekend, got dusted by 30-odds, scored an 83. He's just on the end of so many plays. He is pushing up through the middle on every play. He's scoring so many tries up through the middle. Through the middle. It's just ridiculous. So far, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight tries this season. He's only played 11 games, so he's doing fantastically there. Um, his percentage of games where he scores over 60 points is sitting at 73%. Uh, that's a career high uh, over his entire career. 73% scoring over 60 points a game is sensational. He's one of these guys with real high end potential. He's already hit 300s in his first 11 games. He's had another three games over 80. So a true captain option there, and he's also scored a big 140 in 72 minutes against the Bulldogs so he's the sort of guy that's got that potential to go huge the only thing that worries me about Gutho is his run home. And this will be the same with any Parramatta players that I mentioned here. Uh, in du- During the Supercoach Finals, which is when it matters, he plays Manly, North Queensland, the Melbourne Storm, and the Penrith Panthers. Now, I said before, the Melbourne Storm, low score of 32. That's the exception. But the last two weeks of the season, he plays the Melbourne Storm. He plays the Penrith Panthers. To be honest with you, I might have him a little bit too low because though a little bit too high on this hindsight draft. But do need to get there and I think he will definitely get you to the finals I think he will get you a good spot in the finals as as a captain in your side but for the back end of the season when it really counts it's the draw for Clint Gutherson that I really worry about and we know the back end of those seasons playing the big teams how the Parramatta Eels tend to handle themselves so I mean you, you look at his last seven weeks he plays the Raiders Roosters, Rabbitohs, Manly, Cowboys, Melbourne, Penrith. I mean, there are some top-tier sides, yeah. Um, And I'm I'm sort of trying to talk myself out of Gutho here, to be honest with you. Uh, But I think I would have him there at pick 11. I think he'd be a really solid pick there. I think he'd do well for you. But you need him to step up in the back end, which would be my only worry. Pick number 12 in the Guru's Hindsight Draft... I would be taking our boy out of the Melbourne Storm, Harry Grant. Now, we had him a lot higher in the preseason. We thought he would play 80 minutes. I'm almost willing to concede that he probably won't play 80 minutes, but he has got the potential too, and he has got the attacking upside in 60 minutes when he comes on in the 20th minute when the teams are tied to absolutely explode and blow any team away in this competition. This is a late round one sort of guy, early round two sort of pick. I think Harry Grant would be sensational. He's already had a really good start to the season, Considering he missed footy at the start for an injury, he's now got another injury. He's going to have to come through origin, which is going to be your big worry. But at the back end of the season, I'm expecting Harry Grant to be playing his best footy. Hey, look at their run home as well. They played the Gold Coast Titans, Parramatta Eels, and then they played the Cronulla Sharks in round 25. So I think Harry Grant, round 25, I think that'll be a sensational little captain option there. I have no doubt that he's going to come out of origin and play some brilliant footy. The 80 minutes is what could hurt you here, but I just think the attacking upside this guy has... The way that the modern games go in the forward pack that the Melbourne Storm have, I am just a big believer that he's going to put points on the board for you. Big believer in Harry Grant. I think he will do really well. This is a guy that I've moved down my scales, but I'm also using a bit of footy knowledge and knowing that at the back end of the season, he is going to have a pretty good run there. Now, pick number 13.
0: Hey, everyone.
1: I've gone for Angus Crichton out of the Sydney Roosters. Uh, A couple of people have been disappointed with him so far this year. Um, I still think he's been sensational. I mean, the guy's still averaging 75 points, which is really... Really impressive, realistically. Um, Has he got more in him? I think he does. The worry is Boyd Cordner returning. He's been playing on the left side. I think the right side might be better for him, to be honest with you. So I'm really excited to see Boyd Cordner return. And then we can see Angus Crichton shift out to that side. Look, he scored a couple of tries this year. Uh, One, I think he scored four tries so far this season. We're around 11, four tries. I'd probably expect him to score more, to be honest with you. There's games where he doesn't score a try, where he's still putting up 80s and 70s and whatnot. Scored two tries a few weeks ago. Put up a really impressive 119. Scored a try and a loss to the Broncos the other night, 87. Low of, I think, 40 here. The next lowest is about 59, though. So a really consistent guy in a good team with a heap of upside. Uh, Angus Crichton, he's a guy that I would still take reasonably high. I still think he's a really good chance to finish as the top 2RF in Supercoach this year. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. Now, pick number 14... The Guru, we've gone for Valentine Holmes here, and this is a guy that I didn't actually have in my top 20 to kick off the season. Uh, I wouldn't have drafted him anywhere in the top 20. I would have let him go. Based on the way the game's being played now, he's had a 71 average to kick off the season. He's been very impressive. He's around in everything. The big thing for me that stands out about Val Holmes, though, is his Roman home. Supercoach finals, he plays the West Tigers, the Eels, the St. George of Dragons, and the Manly Seagulls. Now, notably, I'm looking at this West Tigers game that's played at home, and then I'm looking at this Dragons game. I think there'll be points galore there. He plays Manly in the last week, which we, which isn't ideal. But for me, I think that if this all stays good for the Manly Seagulls and Tom Tvojevic is in this side for the rest of the season, I think they will be a lock for the top four. I think there's a really good chance... You see Tom Trevojevic rested for this last game of the season, which would be massive for the North Queensland Cowboys. They'll still be potentially in contention for the top eight. It'll be their last game of the year. I think Val Holmes could really brain them in that game. So that's grand final week. He's a guy that I low-key think could be really, really special in grand final week, Valentine Hone. So if you've managed to get him in your draft comp, I'd be reasonably excited. He's a guy that I would also be considering potentially drafting up for. There's a lot of ifs and buts that go into that. I completely understand that, but he's a guy that I think has got massive potential and definitely one that I would be looking to move up on. Pick number 15 in the Guru's Hindsight Draft, Jerome Luai. Now, this is a guy that I drafted last year very, very late. You had to go much earlier to get him this year. I still wouldn't have had him in my top 20 this year, but based on the performances we've seen, the team he's in, the edge that he's got to work with, he is right up there with the very best of them. It's scary to think that I've got him at like 14 here, but then I've also, sorry, at at pick 15 here, but then I've also got my number one pick as his Haas partner, which is terrifying, but... Some of the scores he's able to put up, I mean, he scored 100. Uh, he's got, his uh, average is 70 points. He's got, he's just got huge upside and with good matchups, which I, I kind of like his matchups in the finals, to be honest with you. He plays the Dragons, the Rabbitohs, the West Tigers, Parramatta So it's obviously the Dragons and the West Tigers games you're looking at there. The Parramatta game, I don't mind either. That's going to be the last round we're getting into finals footy. The Penrith Panthers, they should be hitting their straps then. He's just got too many strike weapons around him not to score points at the moment. Been quiet the last two weeks, to be fair. That's brought his average down quite a bit. I think if you take out the last two weeks and you have a look at his average, I think it'll be up around the 75 mark. So he's gone 23-41 the last two weeks. They've sort of gone sort of more to the right-hand side, which does worry me a little bit, having him this high, but I think by the back end of the season, they will be striking back to the left-hand side, which is where Jerome Louis is going to pick up a lot of his points. I have no doubt about it. Now, speaking of the Panthers' left-hand side attack, brings me to our next man at pick 16. We've gone for Brian Toto out of the Penrith Panthers. He has been sensational to start this season. We have not seen attacking stats like his probably forever. Yeah, I've compared him to Matty Utah. He's still not even close to Matt Utai. Sorry, Matt Utai is still not even close to Brian To'o. and what we're seeing from him this year. He's been unbelievable. Uh, we saw him bounce back against the Rabbitohs, score a couple of tries there, or a try. Uh, came up with 101. Yeah, this is the sort of guy like, yes, he's in this unbelievable side. I mean, he's only scored six tries this year. Yeah, you would have expected it to be more. For him to score six tries in 11 games, an average 77, that's close to 80. That's unbelievable. He's scored 300s, but he's also gone over 80 six, seven, uh, three or four times here. So this guy, it's his base stats as well. It's unbelievable. He's averaging 41 in base stats. So if essentially nothing happens, you're looking at a 40-point game if he doesn't get any ball on the end of the most lethal attacking side in our game and the thing that excites me the most about Toto is the guy he's got inside him. Last year with Crichton it would have been a little bit of a worry if he would have stayed there this year. Matty Burton he's got brilliant hands he's sort of a 5'8 a halfback playing out a little bit wider makes Toto even more dangerous. The guy inside them Billy Armie the offloads he gets, the second phase he creates on that edge is unbelievable. And he's also just added this new bit of ball playing to his game where they can fall into shape and he can be the man out the back. And he just, he's got these brilliant hands that go straight to Toto. And then the guy inside, and that probably excites me the most, Jerome Luai, the vision he's got, he's not afraid to take a gamble. And quite often that gamble involves Brian Toto. So there's just points left, right, and center for this left edge. I absolutely love Brian Toto. He's a guy that, The fellow that got him in my comp was extremely high on him. He didn't go him in the top 20, but I think he went in round three, and I think that's a fair shout. I would probably go him around pick 16 here. I've got him there at the moment. I think he's got so much more upside. I think there's so much potential for this guy to improve as this competition goes on. I think he will score more tries as we go. We've seen them sort of fade to the right edge the last few weeks. Nathan Cleary's been on fire. It's a matter of time until Jerome Luai has the hot hand, and then you'll see Brian Toto start to carve up once again. Pick 17 in the Guru's Hindsight Supercoach Draft. We've gone with Reed Marnie from the Parramatta Eels. His season has been unbelievable. This is a guy I wouldn't have had in my top 40, to be perfectly honest with you. He might have snuck in there, actually, simply because he's a hooker. But what he's done this season has been unreal. He's averaging 72 points. He's only scored two tries this year. I have no doubt he'll lay more on as the season goes. His attacking stats have come from nowhere. Uh, Probably one of his highlight games against the West Tigers, he scored 100. He had 50 creative stats. It was just unbelievable that night. He scored 1-2. He's got 300 so far this season. A couple of scores over 80. He has been unreal. He still has these occasional quiet games, which a lot of these guys do. Base stats, though... You're getting 45 a game. So essentially, if he doesn't get rested, which at the moment he's not, there is another hooker on the bench. We saw him play 70 minutes on the weekend, though, against the Manly Seagulls. That's the one thing to monitor moving forward. Uh, but this guy, man, I absolutely love what Reed Marty's doing at the moment. And I egg all over my face. I never thought he was going to be this sort of a footballer. And if you would have said to me at the start of the year, Hey, Reid Marnie, I'm going to take him early second round. I would have laughed in your face. I would have said it was beyond ridiculous. But right now, where, with the way that Reid Marnie's playing in the team he's in, with the forward pack he's got moving around him as well, that really matters. This is a guy that I would definitely go around this 15-16 mark. That's where I've got him at the moment. And I think it's completely fair enough to have him there based on what we've seen so far. The next man, pick 18 of the Guru's Hindsight Draft. From the Newcastle Knights, we're going to take Jaden Brayley at pick eighteen. He has been unbelievable so far this season. Um, this is another guy fits in the same category as Reed Marnie. I would have never even considered taking him. He's averaging seventy-one points. He's been unreal. I thought he was going to be a tackling machine with no attacking stats in him. How wrong I was. He's been unbelievable. Uh, still with a base of fifty-two, so still just works his ass off. But his start to the season was unbelievable. It took him six weeks to go under 60 points. He's been a captain option week in, week out. He's been a captain option in classic, realistically. Actually, probably just a tier under that with how the guys have gone, the really high-end ceiling guys this year. But he's played unbelievable. He's got a good forward pack to work with. I'm interested to see... What happens with Jaden Braley once Mitchell Pierce comes back? That's the only worry. I think it might take a bit of his attacking stats away. I think Mitchell Pierce, he's always been the sort of seven where he likes to just get the ball early, get a clean ball and play off that. So it'll be interesting to see the effect that Mitchell Pierce has on this guy. But at pick 18, averaging 71 points here with a base stat of 52, I think he's just sensational at the moment. Jaden Braley, I think he'd be a fantastic pick there. You're, sort, you're talking mid-range uh, round two, if not the end of round two here there. So I think that's going to be a really good pick. With the 19th pick in the Guru's Hindsight Supercoach Draft. We've gone with Sam Walker. Now coming off his worst game so far against the Brisbane Broncos and everyone's been warning us for weeks. When he has a quiet full 80, he's going to be very disappointing. This is the risk I'm willing to take with this guy because we've seen what he is capable of doing. I know it's a terrible week to be blowing the horn of Sam Walker. Obviously off the back of last week, everyone's got very short memories. But before that... He was unbelievable. I mean, he's coming off an 11. He's only been playing a couple of weeks in first grade. He's 18 years old. He's averaged 73 points, yeah? His scores, he has got a couple of low ones in there. Don't get me wrong. The low scores of 21, 34, 11. He can disappoint you. But the other scores, my God, 81, 89, 125, 163. That's a top 20 score in Supercoach. Of all time, 163, and he's in his fourth game of first grade. Yeah, as this kid gets more and more experience, it could be absolutely anything. I'm looking at their run home as well. In the finals, they play the Brisbane Broncos. They play the Dragons. I expect those to be big games. Uh, But they finish with the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Canberra Raiders, which will be really tough tests for Sam Walker. But I just think he's one one of these few guys who you can put the C on and then put 12 planks of wood next to him in your Supercoach side and win by 200 points. He's just got that sort of high-end ability. I would go Sam Walker reasonably early based on what I've seen from him this year, but they told me that was a stupid play, which I'm... Reasonably confident. I think Natty and a few other guys I talk to over the next few days might say that. Uh, I wouldn't push back on you, but he's a guy that I would be willing to take a big risk on, Sammy Walker. With pick number 20 in the Guru's Hindsight Draft, Supercoach Draft, we've gone for... Jerome Hughes out of the Melbourne Storm. Uh, 73 average this year, playing halfback. There's not many of them around, let's be perfectly honest with you. If you don't have Nathan Cleary, you're in a bit of Barney rubble at halfback, essentially. Jerome Hughes, though, his high-end ability is crazy. I think he's been playing great. His right edge is still sorting themselves out, essentially. Uh, You've got Rema Smith. you got George Jennings. I don't think they've hit anywhere near their best football yet. I still think there's a lot to offer out of these guys. And I think Jerome Hughes will improve them out of sight as the season goes on. Uh, we did say earlier when we we're talking about the Melbourne Storm Boys, your run home matters. They play the Titans, Parramatta Eels, and they play the Cronulla Sharks round 25, the grand final week of Supercoach. Jerome Hughes, he's got this huge high-end potential. I think he really could be anything. He's in a scarce position. He offers a lot there. So Jerome Hughes, he would round out the Guru's 20th pick on the hindsight draft. Now, obviously, a number of guys that were in my competition's top 20 to kick off the season that missed out. I'll just read you some of those names and a quick explanation. Damian Cook, been well below his best this season. He's been extremely disappointing, especially on a super coach. Uh, super coach wise been a huge letdown there. There's a couple of other hookers that have jumped on top of him. I cannot believe Cook's not there, but it's the reality of the situation at the moment. We might see more from Cook in the back end. He'd be a real value guy you could get right now, I think. AJ Brimson, warming up to the task. I still don't think he's in this top-end caliber. He's a guy that I thought was going to be a real smoky this season. I thought you could probably get him picked 10, 11, 12 and get fantastic value there at the start of the season which a lot of people did. Right now, he's not in my top 20, uh, but he was extremely hard to leave out. Ryan Madison, he's another one I left out. He was in the top 20 pick at the start of the season. Um... He's starting to warm back up to his task again. Those concussions, they just worry me too much to invest too heavily in him. And I know I've gone turbo number two. I understand that. Uh, but the difference between Matto and turbo is day and light. So t- mato he just missed out from me. Api Curacao was another guy that made the top 20 in my competition. Obviously had a number of injuries this year. Uh, he doesn't seem to be as actively involved with the the attack. Obviously, Cleary and Luai, they've learned to get on with life without um, Api Curacao to start the season. And I don't know if he will be that high-end potential guy once again. Uh, A bit of a rogue one that was taken in my competition was Scott Drinkwater. Uh, A fella just backed his gut feel in there and went Drinkwater. For me, he's definitely not in the top 20 picks. He wasn't then. He isn't now. Uh, But that's all part of Supercoach. You've got to back your gut in on guys. There was a bit of a question mark around him at the start of the season, whether he would play fullback or 5'8". I believe the guy that took him in my comp thought he was going to be a fullback. Uh, Drinky, not not my cup of tea, though, that early in the rounds and still isn't. Adam Reynolds was the 20th pick in our competition to kick off the the season, uh, Reynolds doesn't make my team at the moment, goal kicking unbelievably uh, but I just couldn't take him in the top 20, it was a South fan that took him, I think he's around that mark, he's obviously halfback so the position helps, but first 20 picks, Adam Reynolds isn't the guy I'd go for, the last two I want to touch on, one was DCE Now, DCE is a guy I could understand if you had him in your top 20. He hasn't been overly impressive to me this year, but he is a completely different footballer when he has his little mate on the field in Tom Trevojevic. He's a very different footballer, and I can understand the argument there. But if you don't have Tom Trevojevic, DCE is just completely irrelevant. And even when Tommy Turbo is on the field, he can still pull out uh, under 40 games. He can go huge. We've seen him over the last few weeks. I think since Tommy returned, his scores have gone... Um eighty-three, twenty-four, a hundred and ten, thirty-four, forty-eight, a hundred, twenty-nine. Yeah, they've won most of these games essentially. So DCA, he's a guy I just had to leave out. And the last guy on the list, Jason Talmalolo. Uh he went late in the round, uh, late in our pick twenties in our competition. Just based off injuries and stuff this year, the minutes he's playing, he's not a guy that I could go for. I really enjoyed this content. It was sensational. Stay tuned this week. We've got Natty coming on to do his top 20. We're probably going to release that in two parts. It's going to be an absolute cracker. Stay tuned for that. Can't wait to bring it to you.